I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And we love to watch. We love to watch presents the 300th pizzerific episode. I used to eat hot dogs every single meal. Then I got scurvy. That sounds pretty real. I used to eat tacos every single day. But then I had a pizza slice and it blew me away. The 300th Pizzerific episode. It is the 300th episode, and it is Pizzerific. I would say, I would say that it's the 300th Pizzerific episode because we we put a little bit of that pizza, that special sauce, into every episode. Yeah, it's kind of like you know how on Seinfeld there. Hope you're not allergic to tomatoes. On Seinfeld, there was a Superman hidden in every episode. Mm -hmm. We have uh, in every episode. Uh, given a recipe for making Mystic Pizza uh, hidden somewhere in every track, and now it's paid off. Uh, yeah, we're we're here. Um, we're here. The wait is over. The wait is um, over. We're finally doing a movie that we've never mentioned on the podcast for our three hundred episode. Well, so yeah, we have where we love to watch. We're a movie podcast. We, normally, we pick a theme. We do movies uh, around a month around that theme, and we compare and contrast them. Whatever. Uh, it's a three hundred episode, and we try to take these like milestone episodes. We try to do an episode that really hits at like something we've been dying to talk about. So, like uh, last year for our two fiftieth, we did Collision Course because we were like, "What's going on? What what's the deal with the with the Jay Leno?" Uh, and we found out what the deal with him is. He's a uh, racist against Asian. Uh, so that's that's what we found out there. So, uh, sometimes we do uh, like Airbud or Monster Truck, some long running jokes that we're like, we got to get to them. And this this one is three hundredth episode. And I, I would say one of our first like when we when we used to occasionally have like little clips of our podcast posted on. YouTube, one of the first ones was about pizza, where I would talk about where I basically spent three years eating nothing but pizza. Mm -hmm. uh, we've we've done our, I think, affectionate and extraordinarily accurate New York characters throughout a lot of the early parts of this this podcast that, you know, uh, one of their most common traits, at least as we would bring them up, was that they – these guys loved pizza. They're always trying to get um, a New York slice, as they would say. You know, I'm not ready to dip into those characters yet. They'll be around tonight as a kind of a reunion and a, a, a curtain call, <laughs> maybe, for for everything that we do. Uh, yeah, but they're patient. They're patient. They'll get there. Uh, and so we're like, what is a movie that is primarily pizza-related? We thought of a few things we thought of you know ninja turtles we've covered it though super mario brothers which i don't remember if there's a pizza in the movie but uh super mario brothers i think most people would agree uh, features the two most accurate portrayal of new yorkers of all time and thus whether there's pizza in the movie or not those, those guys love pizza i think we can agree that the mario brothers love pizza yeah, they love If you're about pizza. to say something that they don't love pizza, Peter, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was going to say they love pizza, but they hate bottled water. 
Hate having to pay for bottled water. Well, because they're plumbers. They make their living with uh, water coming from pipes. Yeah, yeah. They see it as a betrayal of their, their most earnest. You see this, Mario? <laughs> Who needs to plunge this? Hey, uh... That's my John hey, come, hey, hey, uh... Mr. Bodega owner. Come over here. I'm Mario Mario. <laughs> you know, this uh, pipe wrench it solves lots of problems for me. Is it going to have to solve a problem for me today? You know, the running water was good enough for the Romans. It was good enough for the Greeks. Are you saying it's not good enough for us here in New York's fucking city? Yeah, they were all perverts, and they got lead poisoning from the pipes. But that's New York, baby! <laughs> New York's about lead poisoning, non-bottled water, and good night sleeps. <laughs> the city that goes to gets a good gets a good eight to nine hours. <laughs> uh, every New Yorker, <laughs> Matt Giuliani comes over to the house every night, kisses him on the little forehead and says, sleep tight, don't get out of bed. Don't get out of bed. I don't want to have to tuck you back in. Sleep with the windows open. All you hear is gentle, the gentle sounds of night. Because <laughs> we're New Yorkers <laughs> and we go to sleep at a reasonable hour because we don't want crow's feet. People that have heart attacks in the middle of the night, they just hold on till morning. Because <laughs> they know the ambulance drivers, they're sleeping. The doctors... Nestled into their beds. You gonna wake up somewhere Doctor in the middle beds. of the night just because you had a heart attack? <laughs> We're trying and to sleep out here! Mr. Bodega owner, do you think the doctors, when they're sleeping in their bed, they sleep in beds, like a hospital bed with the button that makes it go up? But like big, because they got a lot of moolah, you know? Capiche? The, the Bodega owner's like, uh, like a, hey, yeah, buddy. Your brother just punched that brick. <laughs> were you, were you doing this big speech? They've been talking to a bodega cat. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably like a World 2 boss for the Hardy <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> like Duke Growl or something. Yeah, they, they punch the cat and then all, two cats like come out of this, each side. And now you got three cats to deal with <laughs> that each take three jumps. <laughs> that's New York <laughs> so you know that's the thing is they took when they were in the casting process they took one look at Bob Hoskins and looked, and they said that, that looks like a guy who could jump a lot <laughs> that's a guy that looks like he could fit down a sewer pipe <laughs> comfortably <laughs> roomy <laughs> Uh, I've, have you not seen the film, Aaron? He fits comfortably down a sewer pipe, okay? Magic of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had, someone had to build a pipe for Bob Hoskins. <laughs> the custom pipes? They're like, oh boy. Hope the pipe budget goes up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just standing next to him he's looking at him he's looking at a piece of pvc pipe he's looking at him he's looking at the pipe 
I don't know about a, this. A 360 ladder situation. You ever heard of one of those? <laughs> he just wants, he wants to be able to walk down like he's uh, in the long part of a jumping jack. <laughs> just <laughs> just climb like a spider monkey. Uh, Mr. Hoskins, you ever been, um, how do I put this politely, uh, uh, greased up? <laughs> just greased head to toe. Uh, over your ears, over your 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 bottom, your ample ample bottom. Uh, over are you your asking knees? me, Bob Shouldn't Hoskins, if I've been greased? I've been greased. <laughs> I spent most of Hook greased when I played Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> I was greased out my gourd. Are you saying Smee didn't look greased to you? Yeah, we're. As part of this, so th- this is the sort of classic we love to watch discussion we have. You know, we're 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 basically honorary New Yorkers, and we definitely love pizza. So we're like, what is the most New York pizza-based movie we could do for a three hundred episode? And we had a couple options. Again, we, we mentioned Mario Brothers, we mentioned Ninja Turtles, we did those we have done ninja turtles too but the thing about ninja turtles 2 and pizza is that they poison a pizza in that movie i don't know if you remember that i know it's supposed to be like fun carbon dioxide turns token razor back from you know mutant wolves and turtles into little ones but it feels disrespectful peter to cover a movie in celebration of new york and pizza that features a poisoned pizza yeah not uh, not my new york not in my New York. Uh, so or that one was out. for that matter. We thought about doing... Uh, fun fact, you can Google. Uh, there's no law against it that stops you from Googling best pizza scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I did that. And one of the things I found was Saturday Night Fever. And so we were, we were talking about doing specifically the pizza scene from Saturday Night Fever. As Peter and I were talking about it, we remember that, like a lot of people who think Saturday Night Fever is a fun disco movie, uh, it is. It's got good disco songs. It also features some, you know, attempted suicide scenes, a rape. We're like, maybe that's not the right movie to do the fun pizza episode on. Maybe that's not the vibe. Maybe that's not the vibe. Uh, and so we were, we were kind of, you know, I mean, it's, this, it's not like this was a lesser of the other options, but we, you know, we owe it to our audience to let you, everyone know that we consider a lot of things. We didn't just like put like fucking spin the pizza, the proverbial pizza globe and put our finger down and goes, I guess we're going to Connecticut. No, we didn't do that. Instead, we picked Mystic Pizza. Now, a film that neither Peter and I had seen. But, I mean, come on, like, it's because there's got to be a lot of pizzas in it, right? Yeah. And we did some checking. Um, Mystic Pizza is not technically in, we'll say, one of the five boroughs. <laughs> exactly. But it is basically set in, you know, East Coast, New York, all that stuff. And we, you know, we we like to do our research. We like to make sure everything that we say that could be controversial has been vetted by people that we love and respect. We asked a friend of the show, frequent guest of the show, Rick Kelly, if uh, Mystic Pizza being set in Connecticut was basically the same thing as New York. He said, yes, absolutely, basically the same thing. Now, he is from San Francisco, but he's a very worldly individual. 
And I think, like, if you're going to say that Rick Kelly is full of shit, buddy, come to my show and say it. <laughs> let us monetize that. <laughs> yeah, let us, if you're going to say Rick Kelly wouldn't know Connecticut from a hole in the wall, come on this show. <laughs> now. <laughs> well, yeah, now. Is anyone, yeah, is anyone calling in? Didn't think so. That is tacit approval. We also checked with friend of the show, Carrie, and they responded to the question. So I think, I think we, I think basically what we have here, we have a unimpeachably <laughs> movie that's unimpeachably about pizza. Magic pizza. Mystical you cannot deny pizza. that it's about pizza. Why would you try, Peter? I think that's like, if you're the type of person that's going to sit back and go, Mystic Pizza does not feature pizzas. Yeah. Cooked cooked pizzas, uncooked pizzas. Uh, uh, there's a comically uncooked pizza, I gotta say. I mean, the, the people in the scene, and likely the actors, knew it was uncooked. And so they didn't eat it, which I think is good. Uh, Yeah, you're not supposed to eat raw dough. It's, it's just a misrepresentation of pizza culture. Yeah, I had a bumper sticker that said, for a long time, it said, uh, raw dog, don't raw dough. Yeah, and everyone and I knew found that out was about, about the scene in Mystic Pizza. Yeah, and then I found out about sexually transmitted infections and the concept of pregnancy, and I peeled that right off my bumper about 6 to 12 years later. You left the dough part on. You just peeled, like, the first three-fourths. Mm-hmm. Because you wanted to be known as the dough boy. Yeah, well, also, dough is really sticky. <laughs> dough is sticky. Yeah, it's hard to get off. I mean, that's why you put flour on it. Like, yeah, naturally, yeah. the... You know, pro-lifers never talk about this. The natural state of dough, the way that God mm-hmm. intended it, was sticky. And the only reason we have pizza is because of we, as a society, has decided that the pizza should get flour on it and have a right not to be sticky. Yeah, we live in a society. E- and e- even a mystic pizza. Those people live in a society, too. Yeah, sort of. I mean, people can <laughs> destroy other people's cars and it's fine. But sort of a society. I mean, you can get water out. Yeah, sure. Right? It's not like, as a homeowner, I haven't realized that water is literally the most unstoppable damaging thing of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, that and heartbreak. Heartbreak is a big part of Mystic Pizza and pizza. Mm-hmm. You ever order a pizza and you're like, oh, I'm so hungry for a slice and it's not that good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Truly one of the worst things that can happen to you is uh, is uh, giving in and being like, tonight I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get, you know, arguably the best food in the planet. <laughs> but I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get some, some pizza. I'm going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And it arrives. Mm-hmm. You tip the guy. And, it, and you open the box. And you always know it's not going to be good. You're like, that's, oh! That's the, that's the nice thing about pizza. Oh! It's like, there's, there's kind of no way to lie. Yeah. Like, you can you can kind of tell usually. You can tell by the consistency of the cheese, thickness of the crust. Like You can tell undercooked 100%. 100%. Cheese, you, cheese too much lie. sauce? I don't like too much sauce. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm you're, a sauce. You're from, you're from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> You don't understand a mystic pizza. You like a deep dish. Uh, for people that don't think he's doing a Chicago accent, he's just doing an accent from the uh, neighborhood uh, Little Albania. 
<laughs> you mean that one character in stat- snatches it from Chicago? <laughs> oh, man. I, if only uh, I knew Chicago that the Chicago capital... people are like, let's make a big, uh, big loaf of oh, sauce bread. <laughs> they say that uh, Chicago is the Tirana of the Midwest. That's the capital of Albania. <laughs> Please tell me you looked that up. I had to. Well, if I just said <laughs> little. So, like, you're not... You're not like, get get this man on Jeopardy if he's throwing out capital of Albania off the cuff. Aaron, I don't know if you know this. Central Standard Time on a Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, uh, but it's Thursday. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Right. Even better. <laughs> but we're recording this on a computer. I can get no credit for any trivia I pull. What? I'll tell you what. You look right. and Now, you have a Mac, so maybe it is different. Does your date say Thursday? It does. Are you serious? Is that why you pay another thousand dollars <laughs> for the kill? Oh, Mr. Correct. Big Mac guy always knows what day it is. Uh, yeah. Well, you have a Mac- one in seven chance. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fucking roulette. <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of those guys who thinks that the you should know the day of the week. Oh yeah, you don't want to miss the Lord's Day where you have to rest. <laughs> Like a New Yorker. Did you think you had two more days of work or one more day of work? Uh, I mean, I knew what day it was. I just forgot quick enough for the joke. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure you know. I'm focusing here I just on wanted pizza to get the Friday vibe. Pies. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, somebody comes in your house. They deliver a pizza. You know it's wrong. You let them into your house? They, they like, come in the come house in? and they stand. I pay them. You like, 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 can you plate this for me? Like a, a fucking fancy restaurant? Yeah, like I'm a Habsburg of pizza. Yeah. Um, and I. Oh, uh, come in, sir. I, I do pay them 300% to do this. You should. No. Um, 300% of, of what? <laughs> the going rate for plating pizza at your house? <laughs> Whatever their car is worth. Yeah. I have a blue book by the door. Oh, $15,000, young sir. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and if there's only wrong, one pizza delivery in this movie and it's you know i just think there should have been more i'm throwing that out there early but go ahead it's very capitalist of you you want yeah. more competition but uh like it comes in and you can always tell you just all you have to do is take a little little peek as you're picking up the slice and if the bottom doesn't have that nice that nice scorching you could tell they just they basically gave you a, a circle disc of shit yeah if it's too white on the bottom, you're like, what the fuck are you, what are we doing here? It's, the big problem with it too, is that you you don't just have like a circle disc of shit that you, like, or like, oh shit, that didn't taste good, I guess we're not having that for dinner. Who doesn't have leftovers? So yeah. like, you feel obligated to put this thing you're not going to eat in the fridge, and it takes up so much of your fridge. I know that there's probably a way to transfer it from the big box, but are you even ordering a pizza if you like put it in fucking saran wrap or something yeah i who I got, are you i got but i got i got something to say it's just it's even more evidence why pizza is so good mm-hmm. so your pizza arrives let's say the problem is it's undercooked you probably have an oven in your house. I mean, house. you can cook it, yeah. You can fix the problem yourself, probably. Yeah. Whereas, like, if somebody delivers you a burger and it's, like, beyond medium rare and it's, like, fucking gross on the or inside. It's, or, or, it's, or it's cold by the time you get there. Yeah, you're fucked. 
throw french fries throw away. away throw it away throw any fried food basically away unless that person is like came straight from the restaurant like i mean even that like in the winter nothing gets here warm they, they can wrap it in all the aluminum foil they want yeah it's not yeah. working bub yeah. yeah might as well just order sushi at that point yeah and you have a nice ice cold sushi <laughs> everyone, everyone wants their sushi ice cold just give me the fucking seaweed one <laughs> seaweed and rice i don't deserve a fucking imitation crab <laughs> I, that's really sad you don't even deserve imitation crab I don't deserve I, I, aaron i think that you deserve imitation crab because you're an imitation man <laughs> sure toast for my real friends <laughs> <laughs> Imitation crab for my fake friends. <laughs> um. By the way, Imitation crab is pretty good. It's I know really it's good. like I mean, it's, it's I, fish. I, it's it's not like it was designed in a laboratory. It's just fish that tastes like crab. Yeah, it's very good. It's like whatever, like a lesser fish that they just kind they kind of put some pink pink, pink yeah, put a little pink yeah whatever. yeah put a little pink in with it. It tastes really good. It's it's great. Oh, criminy. Um. So, Aaron, thank you. Brought you brought this. I did this bring film. it. Google did it, and we were in violent agreement that this is the movie that we should do. Um. I want to talk. I'm not disagreeing with the choice. I'm merely asking you to to continue queuing up the, oh, the sure. movie. The so, thing we do in the first half of the episode, as we have done I, for the I past 299 episodes. Yeah. No. I I understand how the show works. Uh, I hope I hope to God <laughs> something would be deeply wrong with you if every week you were just figuring it out. I mean, I, I do think that is also a big part of how our show works. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of figuring things out. It's like sex. I I don't have it mastered, no matter how many times I've done it. You don't have like a flow chart. I don't have a flow. Everything is jazz. It's all about the sex I don't have. <laughs> oh, it's very freeform. Yeah, completely freeform. So my big beef, like a with this movie, like a big, Aaron's beef corner, like we've beef. done every every other episode. Classic Aaron's beef corner. They have there's there's uh there is a lot of pizza in this movie more than most movies. So I, I'm going to say right there, I think we picked the right track, but there is a couple meals, Peter. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if your keen eyes, <laughs> your eagle vision picked this up where uh, they don't eat pizza. And I, I just – I was like debating all tonight like I know it's running short of time. But should we just pick a different movie? Because at one point – I mean the real there's, – there's a point where they eat lobster. And that that feels like a half slap in the face because like you – there's such thing as a lobster pizza. You can make that. So you could have shown these fancy rich goofballs – eating lobster pizza to let you know hey we understand the primary reason you're seeing this movie is pizza but we need to let you know that these people are fancy and they have money so they're having a lobster pizza but there's a real slap in the face one where julia roberts goes on a date to what has to be an italian like if that is not an italian restaurant it is uh uh, uh, you know, like a French restaurant covering for it in World War II so that they don't get attacked. Um, <laughs> but but it's, it's an Italian... They don't order pizza at the Italian restaurant. 
It's like you see the plates like you you don't see them eating, but you see the leftovers on the plates and those plates at no point. One was a bowl, first off, which is very rare that you see pizza served that way. Uh, only if you're out of plates. And this was a, a giant restaurant with, I assume, a very high plate budget. I mean, the only time you'd serve pizza in a bowl is Totino's pizza rolls. Yeah, that is uh, that is as good as pizza. <laughs> it's got all the parts. Sauce. Pepperoni. I like I like a good cubed pepperoni. <laughs> cubid. I like a good cubid pepperoni. Yeah. You you come from the Cubist school of pepperoni. Oh yeah. It was me, Plato, Waffinopoly. <laughs> He's like, it's three-dimensional. It'll blow your mind. And it does. It does blow my mind each time. It's got it's got cheese and it's got bread. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. That's a pizza. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that Totino's pizza rolls does fulfill the constituent parts of what makes a pizza. Do you think? Do you think they would be less popular if, uh, because they basically are the same? Like conceptually, they're the same as like gushers. If they called them pizza gushers, <laughs> they are they, they pizza gushers. That's yeah. vile. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, you want a big hot pizza gusher? <laughs> That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Also, those and Juicy Lucy's in uh, in the Twin Cities are responsible for the two times that I have ever felt the inside of my throat burning. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like with You mean not like... Tea, I'm assuming you mean at Tostita Pizza Rolls and not that at one point you warmed up a gusher way too much. <laughs> I, I mean Totino's Pizza Rolls. You guys want boiled gusher? Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> this is how Larry Cohen made this stuff. Well, you have to boil them with a cup of water in the, there so you don't dry out the skin. Yeah. No, uh, tostini pizza rolls are consistently a burning, a burning because cause. But Juicy Lucy's, it's, and... it's fucking impossible to gauge when a Juicy Lucy is ready to be bit into. And even if you go the edge, it means nothing for the center. Like, it's, it's, it's the Wild West out there in the center. You sit in this tiny little, like, tavern... They feed you beers. And, did you and go to Did you go to Five Eight or Matt's, or did you go just to some other place that shouldn't be serving Juicy Lucy's? I don't remember one of those, and it, but it was like five years ago. Um, I have to look at a picture of the inside. Um, but one of the you said that I went to one of the good ones. When yeah, I, I there. think. Yeah, I mean, your friends that lived here took you, so it's not like yeah, they're yeah. like we're going to the Chili's that serves Juicy Lucy's on their <laughs> Minnesota menu. But they make you sit there for forever. I think and you the went. Food to finally Minnesota. arrives, yeah. and then you're like, "Well, yeah, of course I need to eat it." And then all the Minnesotans <laughs> are just sitting at the table, just patiently yeah. waiting a moment or two. They've maybe taken the wrapper off. You got to wait a good ten cool. minutes. Yeah. And then I'm like, but hungry, but but baby Peter hungry, hungry. And then, uh, yeah, you were you I, were 14 I, months old when you did this. I was 14 months old five years ago. Yes, um, and now I'm 300 years old. Um, that is how time has passed in the past few years. That because like with coffee and tea, it's like yeah, sometimes I drink my Dunkin' Donuts coffee too hot. Yeah, um, you spit it out. It's yeah, you can kind of spit it out or like. Uh, you know, it kind of do the breathe-in thing, like where you it doesn't like it, it, it doesn't, doesn't coat grip. the inside of your throat. Yeah, but like yes, the the juicy Lucy or the Totinos, they explode in your mouth, they which means you have no you have no you have no option to put it back in the cup. 
Yeah. It's 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 in it's in your body and it's a, a coated thick layer of cheese that is slowly inching its way down the inside of your body You're and so you know fun. that because it's burning <laughs> burning in places you didn't know you had sensation. But in this movie the cheese <laughs> from what I can tell mixes really well with the rest of the ingredients. Now, we should say this movie I was really disappointed by this Peter. I don't know if you were as well. Uh this movie has uh characters in it. That aren't pizza based. Yeah. Characters are welcome here. They shouldn't be though. They shouldn't be. I mean, no. I was expecting no. a movie about an anthropomorphic magical pizza mm-hmm. who did Julia Roberts. Uh I was expecting a um pizza uh-huh. that um believed in uh Sufism. Okay. Uh, and, uh, had a mystic function, um, as well, the climax of the piece is, uh, the pizza performing a whirling dervish routine while a Italian guy spins him in the air. So it'd be an actual mystic pizza because it's a whirling dervish. Yeah. As opposed to this movie where, uh, a character from Clue declares pizza good, <laughs> <laughs> also so implausible because he eats like one bite hands back a fully complete pizza and then he's just like actually i loved this this is the best thing ever <laughs> I mean, like, he drove all oh, the yeah, way why, from... How, why would the audience think that he hated it? He returned an entire pizza. I know. He, he drove all the way from lower New York which I assume is somewhere in one of the boroughs to upper New York, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The just, high borough. Just to have a bite. Yeah, I think for this movie, we should be clear that we believe Connecticut is an honorary New York borough. So we're going to refer to a lot of the sixth borough. Uh, yeah. Um, the Beastie Boys recognized it with their album To the Six Boroughs. Yep. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and ha- Manhattan. The Mystic Pizza somewhere in Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> You know where it's happening. We know where it's happening. <laughs> they were really good at rapping. <laughs> they can make anything sound good. They were. I mean, if, that was their, that was a very sad song. So they were not in their normal, uh, like ah, kids. You know, it was a lot of like they, a lot of people were sad about nine eleven. The Beastie Boys were not accepted. They were not immune to. They were the... not immune to being sad about nine <laughs> eleven. Ken Burns' voice. <laughs> 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 the beastie youths. Nine <laughs> Eleven bummed a lot of people out. Bummed a lot the of beastie people. Boys were not immune to that. Yeah, uh, that was the year of like uh, Green Day. Green Day was bummed about nine eleven. Green Day was angrier. Beastie Boys were like, we are still together. All six boroughs: Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Mister Pizza, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and Staten Island. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if you knew all the the boroughs. I know it from the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's probably. Can you name me one thing about Staten? Oh yeah, it's an island. There you go. You know more than the song, and it has the song just, just refers to it as Staten. Uh, fun fact: uh, it is uh, where the Statue of Liberty is. That was featured heavily in Ghostbusters too. <laughs> I 
Sorry, I was just I was just <laughs> giving a few seconds for New Yorkers to scream at their car radio or whatever. They're like, he's so right. <laughs> I love he knows that. He's not from one of the six boroughs, but he knows. That's the thing that people love about our show is that we're right. I mean, the thing I love about the show, Peter, is that if it doesn't matter if we're right, no one can argue with us. <laughs> I think sure, they, can probably... they can leave some very long, very pointed, sometimes very personal reviews. Fair. They can do that. That's Are you sure that... that no one can throw a brick through my window? Am I sure? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How heavy are the bricks out there? <laughs> oh, those California bricks. <laughs> oh, it's, it's basically all a tube. We don't use bricks. Oh, <laughs> cowabunga. No wonder you're so scared of the big one. You built your buildings out of avocados. <laughs> you're basically using mud. <laughs> <laughs> California's got 53 million people of one mason. And it's the <laughs> kind of mason Elon that Musk collaborates with California. the Illuminati. <laughs> I call them the Illuminati because they do lots of, lots of naughty things. Yeah, it'd be cool if like uh, someone got confused with, with the, the cult and the secret power brokers and were like, uh, sorry, I'm just, um, I'm just super into... Uh, to kinky sex uh, in in a fully illuminated area. I'm Illuminati. <laughs> is that is that the direct translation from Italian? They just won't tell us. Illuminati. <laughs> it's one of the islands. Co- it's one of the islands off the coast of Sicily. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminati. They, there should be like a a porn version called Illuminati. And it's like, oh man, I've never slept with a guy who uh, fluoridated water before. <laughs> this guy's teeth are really bright. <laughs> <laughs> they have sex while they talk about like what really happened to Vince Foster. <laughs> I mean, Vince Foster is basically the, the right wing's Natalie Wood, right? <laughs> you think Christopher Walken killed Vince Foster? Yes, <laughs> that's the connection I was making. <laughs> that, that I mean, you cannot. Here's the thing about that theory: it's not as far fetched <clears throat> as you think because Christopher Walken was definitely alive for both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> did he have? <laughs> did he have the ability to get to those locations? Yes. Was, was he, he alive in at the one time? in one example? One of the only three people in the location. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. In the other case, was he in one of 300 million people in the continental United States? Yes. Yeah. I mean, once you find your needle in a haystack, he's found. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times do I have to add these numbers for you, sheeple? I mean, he probably... Though Christopher Walken probably was... Probably allegedly... did. Oh yeah, I mean he definitely allegedly At least did watched. it. Yeah, you cannot deny that he allegedly did it. Yeah. Do you think they had a pizza on the boat? Yeah, I I can think of. Do you think they were nice enough to give her a last meal? <laughs> 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 I 
Thanos pizza. I mean, what a, what are you suggesting, Peter? Christopher Walken is tossing the pizza. Oh, you want a pepperoni? <laughs> just goes right in the fucking ocean. Maybe that. I mean, as far as we know, Natalie Wood couldn't resist a slice, a New York slice. <laughs> and that's how they got. I mean, you know, R.I.P. But should have. You know me. Pizza. I'm a real New Yorker. <laughs> Get a slice. <laughs> Tell me all wrong. Or I'm done. <laughs> Stop crossed. Like the problem with my Christopher Walken is it's like it takes me like a full minute to calibrate. Yeah, just you could start with like a a whoa, and it's like, wait, you, are you doing a Tony Danza? And it's like, no, I'm just warming up the pipes. Both both okay? people love pizza though, and we should be clear about that. I think here's here's what I'd recommend: Vince Foster here. and Nellie Wood. <laughs> here's my philosophy i don't know if you caught this over 300 episodes i think that even if the impression's not 100 percent accurate just say that's who you're doing and once again very hard for our listeners to argue that it's incorrect this was basically most of 90s comedy so mystic pizza do we want to maybe talk about the plot of mystic pizza i mean i guess we can i'd like to really hyper focus on the pizza scenes to be honest mm-hmm. and then you know we can talk about uh, the toppings. <laughs> well, which are the other parts uh, that we can talk about? The constituent parts of that make the za. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe like it's not even. I don't know if we should call that part of the pizza because what this movie makes clear is that like the pizza exists separate from all the other bullshit going on. Um, I did kind of like this movie, but that's a that's you know neither here nor there. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, yeah, the movie's like the pizza was the friendships we made along the way. Yeah, when you, that's not me being, being. That's not me just quoting the meme. That's literally the movie. It's the the real secrets, secrets uh, sauce, or the real secret ingredient to the pizza were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> if you could marry the person that you got busy in a Mystic Pizza bathroom with. <laughs> I once got busy with Vincent D'Onofrio in a Mystic Pizza bathroom. (laughs) The Mystic Pizza dance is your chance to get the peps. Oh, right. I don't want to marry you. Hey, yo, pizza girl. Come here. You got breadsticks? Uh, um, yeah, but I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio does have sex in a Burger King. Or not a Burger King. <laughs> he absolutely does in a not. Mystic pizza. What movie did you watch? He does not have sex in a Burger King bathroom. But he does have sex in the Mystic Pizza bathroom. Yeah, and that's how you know it's forever. But yeah, there is um, there is a lot of other nonsense that is uh, not pizza related, which we'll probably talk about at some point. I really want to hyper-focus on the pizza scenes first. And then like, if we have time, we can talk about... Um, the extremely problematic relationship and Beth Gish has. Mm-hmm. It's not, not ideal. He brings really his... Hold ideal. up. We're going to get there. But he brings his kid to the Mystic Pizza, a place of holiness and a place of pizza, and is like, bye! <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! Say <laughs> bye to my... Hey, times. I'm sorry I had sex with you. I'm staying with my wife. Say bye to my kid. <laughs> I brought I brought her to your place of employment. 
Uh, it's a very professional move, I would say. Um, every time that I'm and then gives a, her a an check. illicit affair uh, with a 18 year old uh, who's about to go off to Yale, um, I uh, bring my dog and I'm like, "You gotta say bye." And then both my dog and the person are confused because they never met the dog. <laughs> if, if they act weird about it, or you're like, "I'm just trying to pay you for services rendered." <laughs> Also, uh, extremely, uh, extremely uh, neoliberal move to to tear the check up. You absolutely cash that check and take his money. Yeah, cash the check. Like, you know. I do love Lily Taylor's like, you can still take the check. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you sign it, you can, it'll still work. So do you want to talk about Mystic Pizza? I exclusively want to talk about the pizza, yes. Yeah, Sorry. Mystic Pizza is an item on the menu of the restaurant Mystic Pizza <laughs> within the movie Mystic Pizza. That it, that, All uppercase. Yeah, that is true. If you've never seen this movie and think we're joking, we're not. The town is called Mystic Pizza Town. <laughs> the sixth borough of New York in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I think of it as like, um, it's like the queens of the sixth borough. I would call it the king because of a my accidentally recalling it a Burger King moments ago, and b I mean pizza's king. Everyone knows that. That's cool. I was calling it a queen's because every woman is a queen. Because every woman is what? It's a queen. Yeah. Oh, because it, it's it's exclusively staffed by eighties uh, uh, it girls. Is that yeah. It? I was going to call them heartthrobs. Were they heart... How come they never call girls hot thro- heartthrobs? Why don't they ever call girls hunks? They should. They should. Some girls are hunks. Yeah. You got, we got to uh, remove uh, the gender from our, our uh, ways that we call people good looking. Yes. I was, I've, I've watched multiple Olympics and been like, I wish that person would hoist me over their shoulders. Yeah. Just be like, hey, this... She is ripped. <laughs> She's chonked. <laughs> so I'm watching the the Olympics, and I'm like, that beautiful woman is a hunk. That girl's chonked up. She's chonked. You saying she's not chonked? A word I just made up. <laughs> uh, this yeah. sounds like I'm making a joke. I actually do sometimes watch the Olympics, and I go, "Holy shit!" Oh well, yeah, who muscles. doesn't want to be lifted up by some of these people? Yeah, they're lifting everyone. Want, they're they're gliding around like angels. Lift yeah. me. Yeah, your masculinity ain't shit if you never wanted to be hoisted a- above your shoulders. Frankly, I'm begging to be small spoon like once. Yeah, just I hoist die. me. Just once before I die, I want to be small spoon. I've been alive for thirty eight years and I've been hoisted zero times. Yeah, just seems one like time. I'm just gonna what? put it out in the universe that I want someone to hoist me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm about to hoist like, you by your own petard. Great. Flash forward like three years, death by hoisting. <laughs> Aaron, not, your, the not, un- not your dead man's gorge. Aaron, the unhoistable Armstrong, <laughs> hoisted by his own petard. Oh my God. You, you think they could make an Oscar bait movie about me being died by hoisting called the, un- the unhoistable? <laughs> Matt Damon is the unhoistable. <laughs> uh, that girl is 
Hoisting. <laughs> Hoisting. Never hoist a big butt. <laughs> Fall over. Yeah, but we gotta, uh, we'll got. we get to the movie because we got to talk about dump trucks. We got to talk about dump trucks. Got to talk about pizza. pizza trucks. They have one of those in the movie, too. They do have a pizza truck. It's filled with water. <laughs> <laughs> What are we waiting for? Let's talk about Mystic Pizza, an item on the menu of, of the, the restaurant movie, Mystic of the Pizza. the restaurant Mystic Pizza featured in the movie Mystic Pizza. Yes. Give me pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. Give me pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. Now we're feeling kind of hungry. We got mega munchies. Time to make our pizza. As big as some countries. How much pizza do you think we can show? More than our parents would ever allow. We're going to make a masterpiece of pizza. A work of art like the Mona Lisa. It's gonna be high like the Tower of Pisa. But to get there, you don't need a visa. Pizza! P-I-Z-Z-A. Give me pizza! Um, did I happen to say? I want pizza! P-I-Z-Z-A. So, I want pizza. Peter, we're gonna get hey, to the plot of uh, how they make these delicious pizzas and maybe talk about the movie more. Before we do, there's a couple intro stuff we didn't get to that we're going to get to now because it's the 300th episode and the rules don't matter, Peter. We I said this to you all night. Apply. Rules don't apply. Oh, I, I watched a different movie than I didn't watch the <laughs> Howard Hawks movie or whatever. I watched Mystic River. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. I watched Mystic River too. I don't think that kid's coming back. Um, no, did you watch to the end? Where he pops out of the giant pizza? Yeah. Remember Sean Penn yelling, Is that my pizza in there? Is that my pizza in there? Ah, Is that my pizza in there? That's the one thing you can't say. We already talked about it. You can put it back in the oven if it's not cooked all the way. And of course, cold pizza's fine too, but you burned it. This is where I get a text from my wife. Is that you making those noises? <laughs> Who's that rapping at my chamber door? <laughs> Weird impressions don't transition well from the from the basement where I am to the first floor, I've noticed. Uh, I've also noticed that um, if you probably gave her all necessary context, she still wouldn't think it's funny. Oh, no. I just I just say, yes, that's me. You think I'm going to explain any of this to her? As far as she knows, I'm I'm doing death. I don't think so. (laughs) So here's the thing about Mr. I had a wooey wet wagon. (laughs) It's $3.99. What happened? What happened? Uh, Yeah, so it's $3.99 to rent on Amazon, $4.99 to buy. And I figured I know enough about pizza to know you should buy your pizza over renting it. So I own this movie now, you know, so that I can fast forward to all my favorite scenes about pepperoni. And uncooked pizza. Uh, they, you know, you don't get as good of a look at the magical pizza as, as I would have hoped. It's a directorial don't. note. But before we get to the movie, Peter, this is like an amazing confluence of of podcast topics. Did you know there's a musical? A Broadway musical of Mystic Pizza? It was first a 30 Rock joke, and then 10 years later they made an actual mystic pizza musical did you know that Did you hear about that i see this? i, I, I 
No, Jay, I, had, I hadn't seen it. Um, I, I I was gonna say there's a Thirty Rock joke about this. Yeah, uh, but then they made one. Songs uh, songs were written by Melissa Etheridge. That's 100 percent real. Uh, you're joshing me. I'm not joshing you. I I would I would not josh you. I would not sausage you. I would not ham, cane, bacon you. You wouldn't. I mean, give me. You know, if things were different, things were different. Um. So, what I'd like to do before we continue is, uh, I'd like to just, like, I haven't heard any of the songs from Mystic Pizza the musical, but Peter, like, now that you're somewhat of a musical expert, can you, like, guess what eight or nine of the songs are? Uh, yes. Um, uh, when will I be special? Um, all of reprise. Yeah, no, I definitely Um, wanted you to say the titles. No, like, give me a sense of, like, what, how you think... Um, uh, but, there's but, definitely a song with Julia Roberts' character talking about this no, dead you end just, town. Just, sing them, is what I'm saying. just like give me like a riff. Like, what do you think is like a few of the songs? Um, so there's probably at the beginning in the style. Everybody's of all Edwards, stressed out. She, yeah. I did not. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> I I can't parse the fact that. I mean, that. does it have a twang to it? I, I haven't seen the musical either. I I can only imagine. This was my what my research beginning. turned up. This is this is something that I mentioned at the very beginning. Everyone's hustling and bustling around the restaurant, and uh, they're like they're like olives, cheese, mushrooms, peppers, and then like Julia Roberts is like cutting in and being like, "Gotta get to the table," and then like you know just sort of running through the day. And then she realizes that maybe, just maybe, it's not that she needed to get out of the p- pizza. It's that she needed to get out of the t- town. I, I think when the first customer comes in, the song... Do you know when you start sentences and you don't know where they're going? Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Sometimes well, we alternate name for this podcast. I think when the first customer comes into the the restaurant, they're like, "I wanna eat pizza to help with the hunger pains." Is that a Melissa Mithakers song? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. The only other one I know I'm gonna do right now, <laughs> and then and then when they're trying to advertise for people to like come to the come to the pizza shop, they're like. Um, uh, come to my mystic pizza, <laughs> all right. Oh, I'll be home lay by I'm the light of the heat lamp. There we go. Come to my pizza shop I have in Sixborough <laughs> of New York. Um, I like is one of the songs I want to come over to eat your pizza. Well, I mean that we already did that. Well, we need to really, I think, to really get this right. The trifecta, as they would say, is that we need to know a third Melissa Etheridge song uh-huh. between the two of us. Oh, Peter, that's a great impression. Oh, I know this one too. 
Wow, that was a good song. Well, I haven't heard that song in 20 years. I'm the one who cooks your pizza for you. <laughs> I'm the only one who knows the special recipe. <laughs> and then you tell me, I'm going to take your recipe when you're dead. <laughs> See, things got going once I could literally name any Melissa as <laughs> an actress song. I mean, she was very popular on '90s radio, and those are the three I remember. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I she liked sang that song. I think too. In the didn't she win an Academy Award? That we talked about that for the Inconvenient Truth. She wrote a no. song like, uh, <laughs> um, "Well, I'm the only one who's reusing, producing, and recycling." <laughs> I don't think that the problem is that people are using gas-powered ladders. <laughs> Melissa, these songs should really be directed at the hundred corporations that are causing most of the global warming. Personal responsibility is important, but you can't sing at everyone to never use AC and open their windows. It's just not feasible. I'm You're I'm not going to make that, that big of a difference, Melissa. I'm glad that she found a way to make a difference, which was writing a Mystic Pizza musical. I do... I do love the 30 Rock bit that Jenna doesn't know that you're supposed to, like, fake eat the food. Oh, yeah. So she's just eating, she's eating, like, seven slices of pizza a night. Also, I think the other thing that really confirms that what we're doing is right here is that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes in this movie, Julia Roberts is doing a New York accent. (laughs) She is so cute in this movie. Like, insanely cute in a way that, like, I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen an early Julia Roberts movie in, like, 20 years. Like, I feel like I just, they, like, for whatever reason, like, like, like I haven't seen Pretty Woman since the 90s. Like, I've never I seen Pretty seen... Woman, but I don't know if you know this. Part of my research really turned this up, Peter, that she used to be uh, what Hollywood would call an it girl. Huh. Huh. That's pretty interesting. And from what I can tell from, again, the same deep dive research that I did. This is where she became like a game of tag, it. Because she wasn't in anything that anyone knew before this. And then she was in Steel Magnolias, the famous um, metal flower movie. And uh, then Pretty Woman the next year. She was in Full Metal Flower. She was in Full Metal Flower. She played the... (laughs) She played Joker? Uh, No, she wasn't. She wasn't. I I think uh, Sally Field played Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, she played, uh, I believe, uh, the Arlie Emery character where she's like, you maggots, <laughs> learn to love yourself. <laughs> Be true to your friends. <laughs> Take bee pollen. I've never seen Steel Magnolias. I hope, I hope no one can tell. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did similar to not knowing Melissa Etheridge songs. I don't know enough about Steel Magnolias. All I know is that, is that Full Metal Flower made me laugh. That's all I got. But yeah, I. Uh, but you texted me that she has a dump truck. I did. So there's. But I, a lot. that's incorrect. She has a pizza truck. 
She does have a pizza truck. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Um, it's because there's a lot of stuff that in the back of the pizza truck that needs to go to the dump. Yeah. That's what I meant by saying Julia Roberts. I feel truck. like if I had a pizza truck, I would deliver more pizzas as opposed to uh, carrying uh, fishmonger stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would never mong a fish. You wouldn't? No. Not even once. I mean, never say never, Peter. I would I would treat the fish with respect. I would put them in a glass case. I would sell them to the highest bidder so that they can chop them up and eat them. Oh God! Would you, you sell them by the, the slipperiest of slopes? Girl? Yeah. Or would you sell them individually? Because I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna try to like have people pick out fish, you need something that's like translucent. You can't mm-hmm. just have, like, big blue plastic and, like, hope that they can see all the fish in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to monk, Peter. Yeah. Listen. I don't come down to where you monk. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the fish out of your mouth. That's how you think they catch them? <laughs> yeah. That's why Julia Roberts was known for having... Uh, you know the big toothy grin. Yeah, she could just go. Big... She just jumps right off the boat, wiggles in the air a little bit like a dolphin. Yeah, like a like a and human right in splash. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> a lot, lot of room in that smile to hold eight to nine fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then she flops them onto the deck of the boat and she's like, uh, she's like take that, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first five minutes of this movie, no pizza. It's basically two people not getting married, which, I mean, that happens all the time. You don't need to put that in a movie. Like, every day people don't get married. I I spend most of my days not getting married. I've been alive for a lot of days, and there was only one day I got married. So Yeah, statistically less than 1% of my days have been spent getting married. Here's the thing, Hollywood screenwriters. Movies need incident. Okay, not getting married, not incident. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Write words down where actions and characters and things happen. So anyways, finally it gets a little bit interesting. They're like, here's some pizza. You're like, thank fucking God the movie's called Mystic Pizza. I needed that. I needed that, Peter. I texted you immediately, actually. And I said, there's no pizza in this movie. And then I said, never mind. Here's the pizza. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not. Do you think that there was going to be like the waiting for Godot of pizza where like Godot is never in the, oh my the, God. This would be uh, the, the tone of this episode would be very different. It would be like uh it would be like uh I don't want mask mandates tone as opposed to this. <laughs> or in uh American Psycho, how they're all they he spends most of his time in the movie at work, but they never discuss work even once. Yeah, you know the other thing about American Psycho? He spends that whole movie not killing anyone. Just seems hey. like a, it should be just be called American. Wow, that's pretty. It's pretty profound. Well, I'm just Maybe saying you like, should have been Mary Heron and Freddie Stanellis because that's what movie they made. Just saying, like nothing. Speaking of movies with no incident, that's just the guy who goes to work. Like, and he, he, and he, you know, the twist he, at the end is that he's not interesting. I don't want to. I, I can't really relate to him because I do interesting things all the time. Yeah, I don't want to go to work. I just want to bang on my drum all day. Who what like and you know what that's the other thing he's talking about pop icons doesn't bring up Todd Runnigan who banged on his drum all day and didn't want to but he still wrote a, he had time to write a song about it and I think that's what's important if you don't want to work. so anyway so they 
they uh, so you meet these people. They're they're working at the pizza, which is the pizzeria called Mystic Pizza, which is nice because you know as they're working, you get to see them with the pizza. Um, and we're, we're as an audience working to see the pizza. Oh yeah, everybody's working to see the, the pizza. pizza. Uh, here's what's really confusing. So we got our three main characters. One is a babysitter wants to be an astronomer at Yale. One just wants to have a dream. That's Julia Roberts. Uh, one is not getting married to Vincent D'Onofrio. She's played by, um, I can't believe I'm... Lily Taylor? Yeah, Lily Taylor. And to clarify, even more so, even less relatable, everybody spends almost every day not getting married, and I can guarantee you all but one person in the world spends all of every day not getting married to Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Like, the rest of the movie, for the most part, no one gets married in any of the scenes, but they don't make a big thing out of it. No one's like, hey, no one's getting married in this scene. Like, yeah, we know, movie. Most scenes don't have people getting married. But anyways, uh, so they, they're at this perfectly good pizza place. This is where uh, the movie lost me for a little bit. So here they are. They're working at this great pizza place. Everyone's like, this pizza is delicious. And everyone's like, of course, it's New York pizza. It's a New York slice. Of course, it's delicious. Then they get off work, again, at a perfectly good pizza place. They go to a bar instead. I mean, I see them, like, drinking. They're playing pool. They're playing darts. Didn't see one slice of pizza throughout any of this whole bar scene. And a lot of bars serve pizzas. What you, what you uh, take Yeah. Away? Can I tell you a little bit of, as somebody who's a bit of a pizza, pizza connoisseur, can I tell you something? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so in Chicago, when you buy a thin crust pizza, um, do they kick you out? They, they kick you out. It's still, it's still a foot tall. (laughs) When you buy a tavern style pizza, they chop it into squares. And the story goes that the reason they did that was so that they could put the squares onto square napkins and then pass them along the bar because if you do cut them into triangles, it doesn't quite perfectly match the napkin. Yeah, you can't make triangles. And, and it gets on the it gets on the on the bar top. Just man, just man. I do like the idea that like ordering thin crust in Chicago is like Marge trying to order a water at the bar in Australia, which is is like uh, uh, I'll just have a water beer. Water, <laughs> beer. It's like, I'll just have a thin crust, deep dish. <laughs> it's not that they're violent; they're just redirecting. You. Yeah, hundred percent. So he, uh, so Julia Roberts' character named Daisy does meet this guy named Charles, played by Adam Stork. Who, you know, he's not much. I don't know. I don't know if we talk about Adam Stork's career at all. Uh, hopefully, he had some good pizza after this because he doesn't. He's like does not eat a slice in the entire movie and I, I like i don't know how we're supposed to buy him as a romantic lead for julie roberts when he barely like does he even step foot in mystic pizza like who the fuck is this guy he's unconnected to the pizza as far as i can tell <laughs> you know it seems like he's not connected but this goes all the way to the top <laughs> you're saying there's a conspiracy in the heart of mystic pizza the movie or the menu item, or the restaurant, or the town, Mystic Pizza Town. I'm just saying this guy's hoping to get some top. Oh, he's hoping to get some toppings. Yeah, probably. So th- let's talk a little bit. What kind of pizzas are we seeing in this film? 
Because I, I pepperoni. Jeez, I think I see a green cheese. pepper at some point. It's really like so. That's a, an interesting thing. One they, thing I don't like is they never do like a, a, a they only at the very beginning when they're doing some some pizza slicing. I like it when they make big pizzas into smaller pieces. I just think that I call them pizza pizzas, pizzas. Oh my god, pizza pieces. Why they call them slices? Don't who? What kind of Sicilian mobster hated alliteration so much? You called them pizza slices. That's what I, I'd like to know. <laughs> Um, it was pizza. Give me a pizza piece. Um, it's because he, he, it sounded like he was, he had too much wine one day and, you know, it sounded like he was slurring his words, but in fact he was using the pizza piece. I want a pizza piece. I want a pizza piece. I will say, say, cut me off a slice of that sounds a lot better than cut me off a piece of that pizza. I think both work if you're trying to sexually harass someone. Yeah, you're sexually I wouldn't recommend it. A pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. I'm just saying that both words will, I think, end up, and have you end up right in HRs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like. You say, break me off a slice of that? <laughs> or break me off a piece? Uh, I hope that, hey, I hope whoever you're asking to break a piece off has a Kit Kat bar in their hand, my friend. Because if not, <laughs> unacceptable. Let me explain. She was hot and ready. <laughs> She was ready in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, sexual harassment jokes. Surely going to be edited out of this, too. I um, mean, I don't think they should be because we're saying don't do that. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to pass judgment on our listeners. Um, Why? They can't talk back. We've we've established this one-way <laughs> communication. Don't do it. If, I was, if this was the 90s, we would write like a rap song about it. Don't do it. Sexual harassment. Do- don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so anyway, like lines. So uh, so Daisy's like, oh, I like the stork man. Um, and so they they kind of flirt a little, and she's like, I'm from the the pizza side of the town. You're from the lobster pizza side of the town. I don't know if this is gonna work. And they go on a date, and at some point, um, she thinks it's fine that he whips his dick out at people on the side of the road, and like that's a bonding moment. I have some questions about that, but I don't want to judge Julia Roberts' taste in men because I am not in a position to do that. <laughs> and, How brave. Uh, yeah, I you know I'm feminist, so they uh, they keep dating for uh, essentially the movie. Um, a few things they do ha- that thing where they they do that thing where they date for the movie for for essentially the entire movie. Uh, mm. Until the end, but then they're by the well, not the very end. The very end, they're kind of back together again, because um, finally someone actually gets married instead of not getting married, which has been happening up until this point. But uh, so, meanwhile, Annabeth Gish, who plays Cat, is babysitting uh, this girl of this uh, hunky professor type whose wife is in Europe for a few months, um, and this guy, not a great guy. <laughs> I, I think the movie has no judgment on the concept of consent between the two of them whatsoever. <laughs> um, I think uh, it's more about like pining after something that's a lost cause and less about, oh, everything about this is super not okay. But anyways, Annabeth Gish eventually does have sex with this man. Again, these are all, there's no pizza at any part of this. And it's just depressing. Um and then, uh, and then uh, someone else is babysitting the kid, and then the wife comes home, and then they pay. <laughs> yes, they have to pay for babysitting, and it's. I think the the thing is like she's basically like a, a lady of the evening, a working girl, as they would say. 
Is that the implication? I think so. Now, if you paid in pizza, it's just a friendly good time because everyone loves a good slice of pizza pie. Um, yeah, well, it's like um, you pay, uh, you know, friends who helped you move in college with pizza. Um, and she helped move his heart. Yeah, so, uh, you know, fans of and porn. And around his pants. Oh, I mean, she moves the wiener. Like, that is that is very clear. They make the mood lighting, kissing, a lot of wiener moving. Uh, fans of Pornhub's front page will like this scene where they go to spy on Mr. Stork. And he is uh, at a, on a date with his sister, and they catch him, and they're like, "Uh-uh, buddy." Um, and uh, then he's like, "No, I, I'm I'm not on a date with my sister. I'm just at dinner with my sister." And then they're like, "Okay," but also Julia Roberts dumped all that uh, pizza water with fish in it from the back of the pizza truck into his car. But they're kind of she's fine with it. They're it was kind of a oopsie daisies, and everyone's. Okay, because he, he drives a Porsche because, again, he's on the lobster pizza side of the track. I hope if you haven't seen this movie, you're following this because I think I'm doing a pretty goddamn good job of describing all of the stuff that is tangentially related to the pizza. What do you think, Peter? Um, I'm kind of falling asleep whenever you're not talking about pizza. I'm trying to get through it as quickly as possible. Yeah. With this little um, detail. I think the audience is also fully asleep anytime you're not talking about pizza or who was having sex in the movie. Oh, okay. So, um, meanwhile, if you could focus on on the pe- developments with the pizza recipe. Uh, here's the thing: I just want to get contest. through. I want to get through all the toppings so we can really sink our teeth into the dough. And I mean I that it. literally and metaphorically. Love it. Um. So, Lily Taylor plays JoJo. She's like, oh, if I'm not marrying this person, which happens all the time, every single day, what if I don't date them? Which also, again, I don't date most people that I know. So they stop dating, too, uh, because they're like, well, if we're already not married, why don't we just not date? Like, this is just getting confusing for everyone. So there's some thoughts and feelings that happen about all of that. Uh, some good, some bad. Uh, none of them pizza related. And uh, at the end of the movie, they decide, well, if we're not dating and we're not married, are we friends or should we get married? And they get married. And uh, at one point... Daisy goes to Mr. Stork's dinner with his family and they're like, this isn't pizza. They have a fight. I think it's pizza related. Heavily implied to be pizza related. Yeah. I mean, why? I call it the they, they're eating lobster, not lobster pizza scene, which I think is, you know, referenced heavily on Wikipedia. She's like, you, you don't like me. You like the idea of throwing a sweet pizza pie in your family's face. We're done. You're embarrassing me for having lobster, not lobster pizza. Um, so yeah, like, uh, and then like, uh, Annabeth Gish's boyfriend, professor boyfriend's like, oh, never mind. I'm gonna stay with my wife. Say goodbye to my kid. It's a lot of that happens at the pizzeria, which is the only redeeming quality of that scene. Um, and then yeah, at the end, know, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where like, uh, you know, that's gonna really affect her appetite. She's not gonna want to eat any pizza after that. You don't think so? You don't think like, hey, I, the guy I'm in love with who uh, is not just saying goodbye to me, but is saying goodbye and making me say goodbye to his kid and giving me a check for college at Yale in front of everyone I know and love. You don't think after that what happened to you, you're like, I need a big old slice. 
Um, no, no, I'd say you're probably too, I'd say you're, you're probably too sad to eat. I mean, you could use the pizza as maybe yeah, a napkin. Sometimes to pizza's good for drowning your sorrows. You ever heard of that? Peter, what are you, the pizza expert now? Yeah, sorry, but like more long term, it's good for drowning your sorrows. Okay. Because like I, I eat pizza a lot because I'm always sad. Yeah. But I feel like when you get the first impact of, of a heartbreak, you're not really hungry. You think, but you, if you do have the first impact of heartache, what you should definitely do, because as Peter mentioned, in a little bit of time, longer term, you are going to want that pizza to drive. You are going to want you're it. Gonna want so you pizza. should plan for the future. Plan for yeah, the future. Yeah, so, so start, like, you get your heart broken and, like, rubbed in your face and embarrassed that way. You got to go and start making the pizza right then and there. Because if you wait too long, you may want the pizza and it's not out of the oven yet. Oh, that's so true. It's a lesson in love. That's what... I think three episode three hundred is the time where it's time to really get in and be like, you know, we're we're listening, much like Fraser Crane, and we're here to help. And if you get your heart broken and embarrassed, and someone gives you money for all the sex that you had in front of all your friends, and you have to say goodbye to a kid, and you just happen to work at a pizzeria, I know it's sad. I feel bad for you, son. Put the pizza in the oven as quickly as possible. <laughs> Put that pizza until it's done. <laughs> if you're having Professor Man problems, I feel bad for you, son. Put that pizza in the oven until it's done. Because <laughs> we already talked about it. You can have cold pizza later. Like, you can. It's, if you are like, I'm not saying that necessarily 20 minutes later, however long it takes to make a mystical pizza, that you're going to need to eat it right that moment. But the whole point is, like, you a day, two days, three days, you put that bad boy in the oven. Or not, well, you can put it back in the oven to reheat, put it in the fridge. Because uh, cheese will spoil. That's a fun fact about dairy. Eat it later when you're ready to be a different kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The sort of sad where you're like, I'm, I, I am too sad to turn the oven on and put this on a cookie sheet. Sad. Yeah, you're like, I only have triangle napkins. This is a square pizza. I'm just going to eat it. You're like, I need the endorphin uh, the endorphin distraction now. Yeah. It's not really about flavor. It's not about flavor. But that's the, that's the other good thing about pizza. It's also like if you're trying to build your, 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 um, <laughs> your skin stores, eat a lot of it. You will have sustenance for a while. It's got a lot of carbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's good yeah. for when running marathons. It's you know, great office joke that I'm recycling here. Carbo loading. Yeah, carbo load. Yeah, eat a few pizzas. He ate pasta. That was his mistake in that uh, <laughs> documentary show. Uh, so anyway, so then they do get married, which is a kind of a change of pace from what we've seen for the rest of the movie. Uh, and then uh, Julie really Roberts and Mr. Stork are like, should we though? They see each other at the wedding. Because uh, one of the things about weddings is that you invite a lot of people that you know, including uh, and especially ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends of your best friend. You're like, come, you know what? You're rich. Maybe you'll bring a lobster pizza. Um, and then there's also a lot of talk. Oh, so that's that's basically the non-pizza related scenes. Do you have anything? What do we miss uh, about the the scenes that exist in some, for some reason exist in a movie called Mystic Pizza but rarely feature the pizza. So let's talk about there's a moment in the film 
where someone has put uh, someone before the scene has even begun has apparently put in an order for a sausage pizza. Oh yeah, great. Call. And <laughs> they walk. She's the the server is walking by, and the woman grabs her arm, which already off to a, off to the start. Don't touch a server. <laughs> I don't care if you're ninety years old. Don't touch the server. And she says, "Can I make that a pepperoni? Where the fuck do you think you are? You think you think that they have to make a new pizza for you now? You you dullard, you ab, you absolute rube. Yeah, you can't you, uncook a pizza. Like, oh no, actually, I want to change my topping that I could have ordered literally minutes ago. How do you think these tickets get fulfilled? You ignoramus, you buffoon. Yeah." Yeah, Truly, that was, one that of the greatest villains in and cinema like, history is I, somebody who wanted to change their order. Just stick with what you ordered. Yeah, how at this point in your life, how do you not know what you want on a fucking pizza? Like, even if you just change your mind, what you order should be good enough. Also, the cowardice. You're like, cowardice. I love pepperoni, but you like ordered sausage, and you're like, I need to retreat back to the, the safe haven of pepperoni. Just eat the fucking sausage. Yeah, like. So you're not going out on a limb with sausage. That's the second most popular pizza topping. Yeah. Like, it's not like you went like, oh, should I get buffalo chicken with an Alfredo sauce? And then at the last second, we're like, that might be too crazy on a Wednesday. The Lord's Day in the religion that I'm a part of. And I'm just going to go with pepperoni. And, uh... Like that at least goes like I've just I've 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 run off the road. I'm completely off base here. Like that all tracks for me. But like you can't you basically it's just a different kind of meat. I think it comes from the same animal, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, it yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's it's from um um have you ever seen the movie Okja? Yeah, it's from an Okja. It's from an Okja. Yeah. At the end of the movie, everyone was really happy because they could have pizza. Um, I stopped watching about like 30 minutes in because it was really sad. But I think at the end of the movie, they get happy because they could have like pizza toppings. I don't remember if they feature pizza in the movie at any point. But I do know that like they heavily imply that Okja pizza would be really good. Come on. They ran through the market research they did. They ran through the science behind the Okja pigs. Mm-hmm. Can you... I, 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 I challenge you. I challenge you to tell me a better tasting animal than an Okja. Yeah, that's probably where the pepperonis come from. But that's And that's probably where the... I mean, what about that horse from NeverEnding Story? You know that suicidal horse from NeverEnding Story? The yeah, one that wanted mom, to kill himself that, in the mud? Yeah, that your mom was like, this definitely caused some damage to my son. Oh, it absolutely did. Um, we both turned this... <laughs> like, hmm. oh, oh, enough of that. Um, but yeah, that that's that uh, suicidal horse in, um, in NeverEnding Story. I bet you that would taste really good on a pizza, too. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the cool thing about its hooves is, like, that's... You know, that's circular like a pizza. Yeah. Uh, well, hooves you can grind up into horse meal. Yeah. That can make more pepperoni horses. It's technically a gluten-free flour. You gotta soak them in mud a little bit. <laughs> if you're gluten-free and horse-free, um, you don't have a lot of options at this restaurant, but... not Oh, not at this restaurant, no. Should we talk about, I think, one, one of the most important parts of the movie, um, where they watch a guy on TV. 
mm-hmm. um, who definitely looks like uh, he was a potentially managing Mr. Hooper's store after Mr. Hooper died, but before they found a full-time replacement on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's on TV. And I like what the, this TV show is great because they know that like this is pre-widescreen TVs. You're working full frame. That's four, from a scale perspective, that's four up, three across. Um, and they're like, they're like, let's just get, like, forget about the food. Let's just get this man to take up as much of the frame as possible because they want to see what this guy's face looks like after he eats the delicious or, you know, twist ending, not so delicious food that he's eating on his television show. <laughs> it's it, it's it's a classic television program. Um, yeah, he looks like uh, instead of reviewing food, um, he should be sending um, reports to like. Uh, Dr. Quatermass to tell him that <laughs> something is very wrong in the London tube. He definitely looks a little bit like he is trapped in the TV. Like he, <laughs> he does. He lives in whatever channel Videotrome exists. Yeah, he definitely looks like he has uh, not so much been turned on, but has climbed. He's a, he climbed into the box and lives there, and is trying to speak in some sort of code so that his. His overseers, who are keeping him in the television box, uh, don't know that he's calling for help while trying to signal to the rest of the world that I am a man trapped in a television. He's like a he's like a a, a transatlantic sort of Max Headroom. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely like Max Headroom's grandpa. He's Grampy <laughs> Headroom. <laughs> so, anyways, but he reviews. Uh, in very close-up fashion, as far as we know, restaurants. Again, I just want to be extraordinarily clear. As far as we know, he could be in his living room for this because he is so zoomed in. Does not necessarily look like a, a restaurant. But anyways, they see him and they see him say that he doesn't like... Uh, this ain't your daddy's restaurant. Yes, he, he says, I ate food at an unrelated place and didn't like it and everyone swears at the TV because here's the thing. If you make good food at a restaurant and you have a a recipe that you've brought down for the ages and you watch someone else that lives in your television say they don't like other food that is infuriating like why did you work so hard to get food out there in the world if someone's gonna get on tv and just denigrate the concept of food yeah, yeah. It's like whenever I'm making a sandwich and I think about food critics, I just shudder. Because I'm like, what if that food critic was here taking a look at what what mess I made? Yeah. They're like, yeah, I mean, you need to, if you are a food, if you run a restaurant, you live by and die by, in some cases, one mm-hmm. mantra, which is everyone should only speak positive uh, things about food at all times. Uh, what, what's that one? Gordon Ramsay, famous mm-hmm. chef, loves food. If he, if anyone says food, uh, something that he eats or something that anyone else eats in his vicinity doesn't taste good, he gets furious. He's like, all food is good. How dare you, sir? That's why he's yelling all the time. It's because sometimes yeah. people go, I don't like this. And he's like, fuck you. You should like it because it's sustenance. And that's how you live. And you convert this into energy to do activities. 
Yeah, he's actually America's uh, premier uh, activist. Yeah, he's from the Seventh Borough. <laughs> What's the Seventh Borough? London. London? <laughs> old, old England. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, New York used to be called New Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam's in Europe, as is London, and that's why it's the Seventh Borough. They make a great pizza with squidbillies on it. I feel like New York's a pretty big city. They should have more than seven type. More, they should have more than seven donkeys. So, <laughs> Peter, I, I don't know. I'm the first person to tell you this, but you're thinking of Burroughs, B U R R O W S. It's uh, you. Are you familiar with the concept of homonyms? Have we done uh, 300 episodes and you don't know what a homonym is? Uh, we covered this in the fifth or sixth episode. I don't think we did so. synonyms, antonyms. Oh. Uh, I've never, I'm not familiar with the concept of homonyms. Um, I just know that you said Burroughs. Yeah, but I, do you think there's I, like as somebody um, who lives close? I, I live in San Diego. It's close to the border. I speak. Uh, uh, poquito espanol and uh i i recognize that you were talking about the seven donkeys uh that uh lead the so when you... um the the city of new york uh the great uh sodom and gomorrah on the east coast yeah uh, uh those burrows march them uh into the uh, oblivion of apocalypse and so because because of your because out. of where you live in san diego you're yeah. saying that like when someone in where you live says Let's go to the borough. They mean to like, let's go hang out by that donkey whose whose name might be, let's say, Graystroke or something. What you mean is like, hey, let's go to uh, to the to the borough over there, and you mean like feed the donkey. Oh yeah, well, if you said the borough, so I know exactly which one you're talking about. He's obviously the best donkey. What uh, what is your top ten ranked donkeys <laughs> in the San Diego boroughs? What's the best San Diego boroughs? This is the best. Him. Yeah, what's well? What you're right. We've been talking for two hours and we barely got to the pizza talk. We focus mostly on people not getting married. Uh, Let's just do a top three. Okay, top three boroughs in San Diego. Okay, one. Yeah, with a, with a bullet is um, El Burro Muerte. Okay, um, which is a, a it's a dead donkey that was shot with a gun. That's yeah, why I said, Burrow of the Dead with, is what they. That's call why I said it. number three with a bullet because there was literally a bullet in that donkey. Yeah, and they said like you're going down number three. <laughs> it was uh, in it was in all the papers. I remember it well. Yeah, uh, they said, uh, "Sugar, we're going down hoeing." You know, uh, but that's the problem. That song doesn't work because uh, it'd be I'd be a number three with a bullet. <laughs> yeah, El Burro Muerte. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Um. Number two. Uh. Dose, as they say. Um. I thought they called the him cal- the Dose because um. You only go to that borough if you you have way too much to drink. So you see, you see double. Um. Mm-hmm. But there's actually just the the dose. Yeah, you would understand it if you watched the Adam Sandler movie Spanglish. James L. Brooks, yeah, Adam Sandler, classic. like they can they can explain it to you. Yeah. Um, number two is the California Burrito. So, so hold on, 
I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to really dive deep into this to the point mm-hmm. of confusion, but did you want me to pretty, was one? pretty sure the dose was number two. There's another number two. <laughs> Uh, I just yeah. about, like at some point I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be traveling around. I need to know where all the boroughs are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number one, mm-hmm. without a bullet, um, is uh, Pequeño Esteban. See, I, I, I don't know. He's if we have obviously time for... the borough because he's obviously the best fucking donkey in town. I don't know if we have time this. for Ani Menchies for boroughs of San Diego, but I liked Old Poopy. Old poopy. Yeah, because he's old, and uh, they have not. They don't clean up after him. I just assumed that he was frequently constipated. So when he does finally clear it out, it is old poopy. Oh, I see. You went with a completely different meaning. Ah, uh, yeah, but I, you know, you know more. You've been to town for. I've been times. to that borough more. I've been to old poopy more than you have. Yeah, yeah. It's poopy sort of old poopy sort of a tourist trap. I know. We got the Mall of America. You got old poopy. It's common knowledge. Anyways, this guy lives in a in a TV box. They're like, how dare you judge food? And uh, th- I like, love- you know you want to watch the Videodrome channel. Why are you watching this? I uh, He doesn't come up again, really. Uh, I think at one point someone mentions him as a joke. And then my, one of my favorite parts, so like mainly because it's not because he's in it. it. It was kind of sad to see him out of his box, but I'm sure he enjoyed the fresh air. He, but it really, this is a, this is a heavy pizza scene. Mystical? Maybe. And he orders a pizza and they bring him out a pizza. You get a good look at this pizza. It's definitely got cheese. I couldn't, I couldn't really catch what else was on there. They really, I think they, you know, they're, the thing about this movie is that like they, the, the, the servers are, they're spunky. And the thing about spunky servers is that they move the pizza so quick you can barely, like, you can't see it with the naked eye. And so you don't get a good look. He doesn't get a good taste. He has a bite. And, like, he gets an erection so hard he has to run out immediately, as far as I can tell. Because uh, he was so excited by the pizza, Peter. Um, and, frankly, can you, can you blame him? Um, well, no, at his, time, at his age. His first time outside of the TV. And he, <laughs> frankly, he... He had some thoughts about our human food. At his age, an erection like that could kill him, too. Because (laughs) that is a lot of blood going away from the heart where he needs it most Mm -hmm. into his dick. And so Mm -hmm. he's like, he runs out for medical attention, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which I mean was prudent of him. Very prudent. Um, uh, and then you you see him on the TV later, and he's still sitting at the same table, still closed up. You can't help but notice that the t- the table's a little higher than it was. So you have to wonder, did he ever solve that erection issue from the pizza? But he's like, look, I have never got a boner so hard before. Give it all the awards to Mystic Pizza. And I'm very unclear who's watching the show. Great they turned on the channel right when he was talking. A lot of hugging. And I think... If you get the old TV man with the boner to say you got a good slice of pizza, what else can you ask for in your life? Apparently, uh, you get married to Vincent D'Onofrio, but I'm just saying I think that feels like, uh, at, at best, additive. I didn't know whether or not to root for their relationship in this movie um, until I realized that they were having their wedding reception at Mystic Pizza, and then I was like, they're good eggs. Yeah. They're good eggs. They're good tomato sauce. They're good mozzarella. 
Mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> you need two T's in there. Mozzarella. Yeah, so I I don't know. Like, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, so the, what is the Mystic Pizza? We didn't we didn't talk. They about don't. It. I mean, no. they don't tell us. I I I'm I, we get we get a little bit of a view. My suspicion is that it's like green peppers, mushroom. It definitely, definitely has. I mean, it's sauce, got green mozzarella. in the sauce. So there's a couple things that could be going. Could be green peppers. Could be some pesto. Maybe in the sauce gives it a little spice. Could be the pizza is moldy. Yeah, it's aged to perfection. They put the wheel of mozzarella uh, in a bucket in the sea, and they let, uh, you know, urchins, mollusks, cossacks, other small sea anemones, uh, take little bites at it, and it kind of rots in the water a little bit, and then they yank yank it out. And you gotta pull out the strainer because you gotta get it's waterlogged. You gotta let it drain a little bit, but not too much. I actually think most not too much. Oh, I didn't know you were still going. Sorry, that was just a very long pause. <laughs> Anymore? Not too much. And then, uh, you slice off a piece of that moldy American cheese, and they're like, "Are those green peppers?" And like. Not the way my grandmother did it. It's not the way I do it. So here's what I think, Peter. Tell me. I want you to sit down for this one. But Sitting. I think it's probably the most likely. Like when you put do you all... think I use a standing desk for recording? <laughs> I think when you put all the evidence together, it's the only thing that makes sense. So I, I don't know if that other guy that works there is her husband. But it's possible she had a first husband. And maybe her last husband because, again... Very confused by if they have a relationship or that guy just works there. Because mm-hmm. um, he does, also doesn't know the secret of the pizza, which probably makes sense for this theory I'm going to float by you. So everyone knows that pizza sauce and human blood are the same color. Everyone knows this. Just science fact. The last time you bled, did you see little pieces of oregano floating in it too? Yeah, but I mean, I eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're still You're still working out the... You're still working out the Jack, all the Jack's pizzas you had from like 2007 to yeah. Jack's pizza sauce definitely has a ton of oregano. It's season two perfection. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so I think what's likely is that her first husband, she killed him. Oh yeah, drained him of all of his blood, and she's been putting a little bit of that blood. She's like a blood vat somewhere in the back that. You know, people walk by and they go, oh, yeah, you know, marinara sauce. I am familiar with that. Nothing weird here. But she, every every little sauce batch she makes, she takes a little bit from the blood, from the blood container. And she mixes it into the sauce. And like the movie Ravenous, they think it's good pizza, but they're actually gaining the power and the intelligence of her first husband. So it tastes. Was her first husband Mark Marin? Yes, it tastes it's so sauce well, of Marin. Yeah, sauce. I mean, I was letting you say that joke regardless of where it ended up, but I'm I'm pleased with where it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's having some marinara, marinara sauce, marinara, and that's the thing. That's why she's like, I can't tell you the secret until I'm on my deathbed because she knows that she would be taken right to jail. And that's like the blessing and the curse 
of Mystic Pizza. It's about a friendly old lady who murdered her first husband and is feeding pizza sauce to everyone because it, and it, it gives them the power. And they think they like the pizza, but actually it's just the curse of the sixth borough. Mm-hmm. That was my takeaway from most of this movie. Yeah, uh, if we're talking about final thoughts, I would say that uh, what this movie needs is that shot in Goodfellas, um, where you know where they're making the, the they're making the the, the 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 meals, the prison meals, and there's that close up shot of that razor blade going yeah. through the garlic. Yeah. They need like a little bit of food porn in this movie, just yeah. like a just like a a, a sousson of, yeah. of of food porn in this movie to really make it sing. Because I came for to find out what the special recipe is for Mystic Pizza, and I understand that like at the end of the movie, the point is that you can't, as an audience member, find out what the Mystic Pizza is because they're sort of like you gotta buy the DVD. It's in the slipcover. They're kind of like the ten clues to solve mall and drive. Oh, is that true? I assumed I had to become friends with Lily Taylor to get the Mystic Pizza recipe. But uh, you know what? Like I said, I bought this on digital, but I assume it's what Does I. Does she said have the true. DVD? Is that where she got it from? Lily Taylor. Mm-hmm. No, she got it from killing Vincent D'Onofrio and making more sauce. <laughs> That's why there was so... I mean, that all tracks for why she's like, should I marry him? Because I know I'm going to have to kill him to continue the family legacy. The storage room was already so tight with old husband. So tight. Blood. Yeah. Um, she kind of needed to... Well, now that the restaurant's a big success, she's happy because it means she can clear out the old store. That's why she had blood. to get married for more husband sauce. Like, yeah. you think after a review like that, they're going to survive on 20-year-old husband sauce? New husband sauce. <laughs> Sorry. I just I think I'm gonna start saying husband sauce a lot. <laughs> My wife's not gonna like it. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Uh but yeah, I wish we could have found out more about what the actual Mystic Pizza is. The Mystic Pizza, I feel kinda like it was a rug pull. Uh it is sort of like a waiting for Godot situation because everybody is patiently Waiting through these fucking rom-com exchanges and these toxic relationships where Annabelle Gish is being taken advantage of by a fucking creep. and um, People literally whipping their dick out of people just having a nice Sunday drive. Yeah. Just flopping For comedy. For, flop, for comedy. And it's like, now I have to sort this out before I get to the pizza? Yeah. It's like, this is, this is the cost of getting the pizza? Sir, I assure you I have 1995 plus tip. I didn't I, come here to get this tip. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, look, I'm going to, I've said this from the beginning. I'm glad, I do think we picked the right choice by way of how much pizza is talked about, how many shirts say the word pizza on them. You know, the fact that they keep coming back to the pizza. I think if we would have done other movies, we would have talked about a pizza scene and then that would have been it. Now, again, it, when you're naming your pe- your movie, Second word, pizza. First word, mm-hmm. magic pizza. I did expect maybe a pizza that grants wishes. Maybe a pizza that, like, turns you into a beautiful princess. Maybe um, a pizza that, uh, you know, doesn't kill your husband and make it into the sauce. A lot of options, I feel like. So, you know, were my expectations met? No. Was there more pizza than most other movies we would have uh, covered maybe 
minus a actual documentary about how to make a pizza. Yeah, I mean, it did that too. So it's, you know, it's it's tough. I feel very conflicted because I will say when we did Collision Course for our 250th episode, we did it to talk about Jay Leno. And you cannot deny that uh, not only was Jay Leno in that movie, at no point do they even mention that he's not getting married in any scenes. Uh, and he could have because Pat Morita is a cutie pie. Uh, yeah, Pat Morita is a cutie pie. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, but at no point do they do they not get married. At no point do they not get married? <laughs> well, I mean, they aren't married, but at no point do they officially not get married in the way that a lot of people officially don't get married in this <laughs> you're, you're You're right. In that, at no point do they not get married. Yeah. But... At no point do they get married also. No, but again, there's just a consistency throughout. Kind of like you want in your pizza. Uh, Yeah, you want a nice consistent pizza. You don't want one side to be all rubbery. You don't want the sauce to shift to one side. And, you know, frankly, this is – it's pretty appropriate that there's uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing a big, uh, you know, big sort of um, uh, lummox – uh, character in this who's supposed to be kind of adorable because he usually plays serial killers and yeah. this movie reminded me of Zodiac and then at the end of the movie um, you realize it's not really about finding the Zodiac killer it's it's something a little bit more complex than that and it's about uh, the pizzas you made along the way yeah uh, but in that case it was really good in this movie uh, not so much um, because uh, we wanted to find out about the pizza for our 300th episode we thought we'd make a big thing out of it but like, well we um, found the magic pizza it, Oh my god! Oh, the New Yorkers—they love you know, it. Like we tried to do something nice for our audience, and like you know, bring them a movie, you yeah. know, about pizza. Maybe you could pick up some pizza tips, and you know, learn how to make the Mystic Pizza. But, um, I guess, I guess not. I guess we didn't get it. Yeah, I think in wrap up, the only thing I have to say is, if this was your first episode, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is a pretty typical representation of what we do on this show. Talk about pizzas, whether they're in the movie, how much they're in the movie, who has sex with Vincent D'Onofrio, who doesn't have sex with Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, so I, I, at the very least, I do think that if you're doing a special epi, you should make it at least commiserate with the rest of your episodes. And I think we accomplished that, too. So I think generally our the episode was good. I think our episode had the right amount of pizza content. Uh, I wish I could say the same about Mystic Pizza which had much less piece of content that I would have liked. But I think our episode did right, uh, and and I would say in some ways redeemed the amount of pizza talk in a 35-year-old movie. A movie that, again, if I did not have pizza expectations, is actually a pretty good movie. That would be uh, great yeah, to I talk liked about. it. be great to talk about like someday, a... but not under these circumstances. I, don't I liked it as a charming little movie. Yeah. Um, generally, I, I was pretty apprehensive of the idea of her falling in love with a rich guy because usually, you know, those those kind of movies like Pretty in Pink haven't really aged all that well. Yeah. Um, but in this particular case, you know, it it actually went a little bit uh, a little bit around. Uh, sorry, it went a little bit through the issues that I was I would possibly have with. With that concept, um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at the movie at its for its its pizza merits and uh, the fact yeah. that there's there's no magic, um, no magic pizza, let alone just basic information about pizza. Like, yeah, like I don't a need a pizza to fly like Superman. Of... Like, you'll believe a pizza will fly, but it, if it could hover, 
off the yeah. table by like an inch, that would be nice. I, I want pizza to hover um, on the tip of my finger as I spin my finger. How much would you enjoy this movie more if the tagline was you'll believe a pizza can fly? <laughs> At present, zero out of five pizzas is my score. Yeah. You do that, we're at least three, three out of five pizzas. At least three out of five pizzas. Yeah. We could have spent 20 minutes talking about how that's the best tagline at all time. Yes, it is. Uh, So next week? That could be a tagline for that Breaking Bad episode. What? Breaking Bad episode where he throws the pizza on the roof. You'll believe a pizza can fly. (laughs) (laughs) I had never seen a pizza do that. It's true. I mean... Not many people talk about this, and we don't have time now, but uh, you can use a pizza like a Frisbee because they're shaped the same. As long as it's made by a professional. Yeah. If it's too lopsided, it's just going to go straight down. Please. If you're going to throw a pizza like a Frisbee, consult professionals. We say it every episode. No one listens. (laughs) Least least of all, Walter White. Uh, Or Walter Winchell. Most Walters, this is a fun fact about Walters, they don't listen. Now, next week, here's the thing. You're either going to get a new month, which will be announced on our Facebook website, also called The Meta, uh, or you're going to get some episodes. Uh, Are you some... meta heads out there? <laughs> you meta heads, check out The Meta. We, we got a whole house it's all it's it's got it's got all the NFTs that we've locked in that'll say what the new month is. I don't want to ruin it because it's not this month; it'll be a future month. Or we didn't get enough episodes in before a baby came out of my uh, wife, and we're doing. Uh, do you want to new- do one more? What? What do you want to say? Hit, hit my wife a little different. My wife, a ba- baby wife. <laughs> Your wife's a baby. Uh no baby comma wife is what i said (laughs) okay the accent really hides the comma it's it's your fault not mine sorry for interrupting please continue uh otherwise it'll be a bunch of star treks and don't you dares that uh that you've never heard that we've saved up because we love recording and don't like editing all that much but thank you uh, in all seriousness thank you for joining us for a 300th episode uh no one sent us a pizza I think that's the, you know, the pros of our lack of interactivity as podcast hosts to our audience is that you can't disagree with anything we say ever. That's a pro. The cons are you can't send us a pizza. And I think we're learning that, um, you know, the meaning of the word double-edged pizza cutter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I was hoisted by my own petard in this episode for not getting free pizza from our fans that can't disagree with us, but I feel like it. And I thought I was the unhoistable. <laughs> Good night. Good night. What a dramatic twist. Now we or have to leave the hoist part in. <laughs> I, don't know, yeah. I don't know where that fit the rest of it, but now that's the button. So whoever's editing, you gotta leave hoisted. You absolutely, you absolutely leave the entire hoisting bit in. It has to be in or else how... What are you gonna do? Record a separate exit? Here we go! Magic, magic pizza, yummy magic pizza, what do you want on your pizza? I want cheese, I want cheese, I want pepperoni, 
I want pepperoni. And I want spiders. Spiders? No! Thank you so much for listening to We Love to Watch. If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand and you want to support the show we truly absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on itunes i know every podcast says it and it's because it really does help and so every podcast wants that help so please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically they hopefully want to tune in and listen and thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years uh, we really do appreciate you uh, with kisses and smooches peter and aaron <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>